Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 236 of the Speaking Club podcast. Today, I want to open the show with a quote from Veronica Tugaleva. She's an author, a poet, and a spoken word artist. Don't let your fear of criticism suffocate your leadership potential. Once you begin to speak your truth, you will discover the people who have been waiting for someone exactly like you. Until you speak up, all you need is the faith that they exist. And I promise you, they do. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognise the power of stories and humour in speaking and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organisations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hello, how are you? I hope you're well. Here we are in September 2022. Isn't time flying? Do you know what? It's a funny old world we're living in. I saw a post on LinkedIn last week from a friend of mine and he said, I'm just waiting for the arrival of my fourth grandchild and I'm thinking, what sort of a world are they likely to be growing up in? I sit listening to the news and there's nothing positive. It almost appears that throughout the day, the news gets worse with each bulletin. My grandchild could work in a bank, but these days that's going to be a food bank or a warmth bank. If they apply for a mortgage when they start school, they might have paid it off by the time they retire, which is likely to be 85. As long as they don't want to heat it. How do we teach values and responsibility when our leaders lie, cheat and feather their own nests before looking to help their people? I'm finding it difficult to see anything positive looking forward to on this island. Can someone please help me with something positive? And it's easy to fall into despair at the moment. I can sympathise. You only have to look at the news and it is all doom and gloom. But there is hope out there and people doing good things. We just need to shine a light on them. And that's what I'm aiming to do with this interview. My guest, Shrenik Shah, has been described as the Yoda and Mr. Miyagi of cancer. At the age of 44, he was working in marketing. He was the only breadwinner in his family. When he started to get unwell, he lost weight. He began to lose his voice. And after about six months of deterioration, he, he coughed up blood and had to go to his doctor. And he was diagnosed with stage four vocal cord cancer. And he was given an ultimatum by his cancer surgeon. Lose your voice or lose your life. And when he heard this, he felt like his world was crashing down around him. But he trusted the surgeon and clung to hope. And it was 26 years ago this very week that Shrenik beat stage four vocal cord cancer. And although he lost the physical ability to speak, he was determined not to lose his voice. He felt compelled to share his story so that others inside and outside the world of cancer could be inspired to find the courage to keep fighting for what they want. And his work has benefited so many people and has motivated vocal cord cancer sufferers across the globe to not give up. Cancer has ravaged Shrenik's body and the treatment has had a profound effect on his health, but it couldn't touch his will to win. Now, before I cross over to the interview, I want to warn you that Shrenik has a unique voice and this episode might require more focus from you to hear what he's saying, to catch every word, but it's worth the effort and I hope that you enjoy his story. Welcome to the Speaking Club, Shrenik Shah. Very good morning, Sarah. It is wonderful privilege. I am once again so much excited to deliver everything best to my abilities. Thank you so very much for this privilege. You're very welcome, Shrenik. Now, you have got an amazing story, which we're going to get into. But the first thing that I wanted to ask you was about your 
your sort of demeanor because you're one of the most cheerful, smiley people that I've ever met. And you seem to be so in all the pictures that I've seen of you and videos and so on. Have you always been that way? Yes, absolutely. And uh, believe me, Sana, I have a very reason for being smiling all the time. And the reason is, you know, smiling for others' smile is the best free gift given by Almighty. And no government is charging single penny or single person <laughs> who makes honest smiling. And you know what? When you use smile as a tool, you are bringing back lost smile to number of people individually. That's very true. That's very true. Cool. Okay, now people will have noticed already that your voice is very different to the guests that I normally have on the show. And that's because you are a survivor of stage four vocal cord cancer. Now, I want, if you're happy to share, um, you to tell me how you discovered that you had the cancer and the impact that that discovery had on you. Well, Sarah, imagine a lot of natural speaking ability. It was a kind of midlife, midlife crisis, trauma, frustration of losing the voice forever, especially when you are the only only member of the family. And on top of that, you are into international business in marketing. And you know pretty well when you are in marketing and if you want to say anything, you need to keep on speaking, speaking and speaking. Back in 1997, there was not so much of popularity of internet or probably it was not there, I suppose. There was a TEDx, there was a telephone call, but you know, no social media, no internet, etc. So, you know, you, you need to manage everything by vocal communication. So during the first half of 1997, I started losing my natural voice from normal like anyone else or you are speaking. I started losing my voice from normal to the hoarseness and then it turned into whispering. So I could hardly utter the word only live moment. And uh, I did experience loss of weight, but the worst situation was missing from them to the extent like I would say 24 hours I was laying in a slanting condition because I was unable to breathe at all normally through my nose. I mean uh, that was a tumor. That was a tumor on Google Code and uh, that was open that was blocking the opening of it my trachea. And uh, the opening of trachea was as small as a tip of a pen. So I had unbelievable breathlessness. But at the same time, as I have never smoked, I have never used tobacco. I am non-alcoholic, vegetarian. So believe me, I was not suspecting that cancer is taking place in my in my body or on my top of the phone. And then one morning, I started bleeding in my cup and immediately I went to my physician family, physician, a dear friend, is now in Washington DC, Dr. Shri Prakash Trivedi, and he said, Shri, we cannot wait now. I wanted to go to cancer surgeon right away. He examined me. And uh, he said, Shainik, you are diagnosed with the cancer. Of course, after biopsy, I will come to know what is the stage. But I fear you don't have much of the time unless you don't go massive surgery. And we will have to remove your vocal cord forever. And you know what, Sarah, when he said these things, like, you know, you got cancer, and uh, we have to remove your vocal cord. Me and my wife Neelam, we did not shatter at all because what at that point of time 
the important aspect was survival. We said, look, doctor, we know that we are at the same place. And again, we are not doctor. So you do whatever you have to do it. That said, and tell me when you want me to get admitted. He said, you can get admitted tomorrow and we will perform the surgery. And perhaps uh, it was done. The first phase of surgery was done. And uh, a week later, the board came. I had a stage four vocal board cancer. Gosh. And, but look, Sarah, one thing I would like to admit here. One thing I would like to admire here, this skill, intelligence, and prompt decision of my cancer surgeon, Dr. Kultum Patel. It was, I mean, when the first part of surgery was done, he performed tracheostomy. Tracheostomy is about one inch diameter hole in the center of the throat here. That means his dread is completely closed. I can no more breathe from this nostril and I need to breathe all my life from a stoma in the middle of my throat. A week later, I was discharged from the hospital and then I was advised uh, radiotherapy. I did 30 rounds of radiotherapy there in Amsterdam. But then in a month's time, I started recovering. Here again, for three months, I was using pen and paper to communicate because I lost my natural voice. You are, you are literally endless. And what was the time period from when you started losing your voice to, you know, the, the end of the 30 rounds of chemotherapy, of radiotherapy? How long was that period? In all, about six months. And then, as I said, I mean, voice came from normal to hoarseness to whispering, associated with sleeplessness, breathlessness, loss of mm. weight. So that, that was the phase for six months. But, you know, believe me, I mean, uh, as I can know a bit, there was no reason to suspect yeah. that cancer is yeah. taking place. Gosh, so, okay, so so you had the surgery, you had the radiotherapy. At this point, you can only breathe through your throat and you could only talk using pen and paper and your job had relied on you speaking. As you said, the internet at that time wasn't great, so most things were done over the phone. How did you pick up the pieces from there? What did you think at that point that you were going to do and how did you manage going forward? As I said, 10 weeks down the line, I mean, I keep on using pen and paper, but you know what? Once again, another wonderful, incredible support from my cancer surgeon. He said, look, I know that you lost natural speaking ability, but there is one device available which I'm using now for last 25 years. So we got this device imported from US. It was not available in India. And uh, he said, like, okay, man, uh, you have to place it under your chin and you can speak. And you know, what was more, more fascinating, Sarah, that currently there are 72,000 speech language therapies in US about something like 35,000 SMB in UK and many other countries during that time. That was in December 1997. There was no SMB available there in Ahmedabad or probably even in India. And I learned speaking using this, speaking with this device on my own. I was standing in front of mirror keeping on speaking because, you know, see what is important here is locating the sweet spot, sweet spot, which can give you completely audible voice. So yeah. you need to, you need to place your, I mean, and that's how I could find out this sweet spot and this is the spot I am using since 1997. 
So we repeat this verse in read over the whole journey and Sarah permit me to share one fascinating moment or I would say amazing, awesome, challenging, whatever when I started speaking with this voice in my micro and in particular in public forum. You know what? People never heard or people never listened such voice at all. For them, it was like a robot. And uh, for example, imams feeling in front of you or nearby you, first of all, you will be getting shocked. You would be fearful. You would be scared. You would be running away. Like, oh my God, what is really going on? Yeah. Yeah. But believe me, everyone who were scared or other, I would say, who ran away from me while I was speaking, I am grateful to them all my life and I would like to express my gratitude by joining two ends <laughs> because because they were scared you know that made me to accept the challenge for me there was no choice it was like either either I need to live dependent life on my the entire life doing nothing because I cannot speak I cannot communicate and on the other way, I had another choice, like, okay, I must go on. And there were, there were priorities of feeding my family, running my business. So I knew I wanted my sons to get settled. My wife, she was housewife at that time. So I was the only owning member. I mean, I would say circumstances and uh, situation, everything placed me to accept the challenge to move on with this voice. So once again, I'm grateful to all those individuals I came across in December 1987. And I am going to remain grateful to all of them. Brilliant. Now, I mean, this is the thing. It's, it's all around you, you. You're positioning this as I accepted the challenge. And I know that you've said before, Except that you can't control everything in your life, including bad things, but you can surely control how you act once bad things happen to you. And how were there any moments where you struggled or were you, you know, did you have to make this mindset shift yourself or were you always approaching this philosophically based on the fact that you might have died? So you, the fact that you're alive was a big bonus. Sarah, here I would like to give you one more example. Imagine you invested X amount in a particular stock, and then you know the stock is just moving on and on and maintaining the level. And a few years down the line, if the company announces that my friend or stakeholder. I am pleased to give you one, two, twenty-five. Imagine one, two, twenty-five bonus. What will be the pleasure? Because you know you have done nothing. Company did everything, and you are rewarded with one, two, twenty-five bonus. So for me, this life two zero is something like one, two, twenty-five bonus, and bonus is always near my heart or to anybody's heart. I mean, you love it much more than what you have invested earlier. So that was the approach and that is what I'm loving. And you know what? When when you get this bonus, you may try to sell off your previous investment, but you won't be selling the bonus you have received. Yeah. And same, same is the thing in my life. Like I am enjoying life to zero. Believe me, there is no complaint in the life on the contrary. Sarah, believe me, I am grateful to the Almighty, not for the cancer, but for this unique voice. I believe this has happened for the reason, this has happened for the purpose to touch millions of lives, inspiring worldwide. There cannot be a pleasure beyond this. And you cannot buy this pleasure even after spending millions of pounds. Every day you get motivated, every day you are getting inspired like anything. For me, it is like 
I am on the top of the Everest. Oh, brilliant. So, so let's rewind. You got the um, electrolarynx. So you've been practicing with it in front of the mirror just to become, to get your voice back. And then you decide that you have to share your story. So why did you feel compelled to share it? What was the thinking behind that? You know, because you, you're going on with business, you've got to make a living, completely understand that. But no, on top of that, you thought, no, I've got to go out in front of audiences all over the place. What made you feel compelled to do that? Look, Salam, we keep on going to temple, church, whatever, for whatever best we can do it in terms of the prayer. But then one fine morning in 2011, I got a call from the same cancer surgeon who performed my surgery there in Amsterdam. And he said, Chenik, I got one patient and he, he has a similar problem. But you know, he's rather reluctant, scared and so on. Why don't you come over and speak with him like the way you are speaking? I said, fine, nobody's giving me half an hour. I dropped all my work, ran to the hospital. And uh, first of all, I just listened to the patient and his family. And then I started speaking, convincing. It took about an hour to convince him. Then I told him, look, my friend, God forbid me. But if you are not undergoing surgery, believe me, you will not be able to hold on for a long time and um, there are all possibilities like your family will be spoiled like anything. So decide uh, plan then you know ultimately he got agreed that yes and then you know he went to the doctor and his surgery was performed and then you know everything was fine. This single incident given me a spark you me smart like how many patients it is with your cancer or type of cancers, how many patients and family members, caregivers are undergoing this frustration, trauma, fear and so on. And that's how I indulge into one-to-one counseling, group counseling and you know what, more and more doing such activities, I was getting more and more involved, more and more interned. There was kind of a mouth publicity. I was getting calls from hospitals, many hospitals, many doctors for, for their patients. So, you know, I would say twice a week, I was spending half of the day, sometimes full day in the hospital, one and thirty. I did not charge single penny to any patient at all. And that's for me, it was one single intention that this is I mean God is, God is too kind to give me life to zero and unique voice and now this is the time to give it back to the community to the patients or whoever is suffering from cancer and that's how I indulge into this fortunately I'm able to say joining two hands once a day that I could touch more than 50,000 lives globally, unconditionally, and without discrimination. Anybody can reach out to me, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, whatever. That is my story. That is my journey. That's brilliant. And so so you, you were 2011 when you started doing the counseling for these patients and that led to more and more requests and, and so on. And then, and that obviously shifted into speaking to larger audiences, but how did you feel before your first speaking gig in front of a big audience? So were you nervous about how you would be received? What, what did you, what did you think and feel? Here again. It is a God's grace, you know why, when a particular problem or challenge is coming across, I don't try to analyze the problem or challenge at all. What I do is very next instant or very next moment, I look for troubleshooting how to get out of this. I don't uh, circle around the problem now. 
I placed the circle right at that point absolutely and I start troubleshooting and that's how you know somebody told me I'm honored to mention that you know when people are getting stuck with the solution you start thinking out of the box and coming out with the solution so this is here again I'm not doing anything myself this is all God's grace my nana I mean my mom's father he was advocate perhaps I believe that I have inherited some of his quality of advocacy and that's what I am doing now every single day so that is the story and yes coming to speaking gig that was a book launch event in Ahmedabad I mean where I'm from where I am I am born and I have been brought up so that was a book launch event in Ahmedabad and all of a sudden my name was announced like Johnny Joe you have to come to this stage and share the experience this was my first time ever experience and without any hesitation but I was super excited to share my journey because you know my practice or other whatever I did earlier as a counselor, advocacy, etc. I mean I had enough courage, enough confidence to move on and I started delivering. I'm able to mention like I got mesmerized more than 500 people including doctors, patients, caregivers and everyone. So that particular incident, once again, given me a spark, or I would say it cleared my mind that now, yes, this is going to be your journey for the lifetime. And one more thing I would like to add here, I am originally into marketing business, international business, and selling stuff is in my DNA, fortunately. And uh, yes, I have been nearly 80% of my life of about 10 years at 37,000 feet because I was, I was traveling all the way number of countries more than 200 overseas streams so the experience in marketing and experience of my own journey I blended it like some veg delight where you will find all kind of ingredients and uh, you will enjoy the delectable sub-veg delight. So that is how I keep on talking, I keep on counseling, I keep on advocating, mentoring, whatever you say. Excellent, excellent. Now, the one thing that's intrigued me is that obviously because you're using the electrolarynx, you don't have the same opportunity to use things like pitch and tone some of the tools that speakers use to you know keep the audience with you and keep you engaged so how do you manage that when you're on stage to to keep that engagement do you consciously think about it or do you think your story is just powerful enough that it does that as i said i'm a trouble children i don't think about problems I just think about how best I can deliver and you know what I have two important one two three three important tools number one when I start speaking I will tell to the audience my dear friends this is my 25th year as a stage for hunger for cancer survival so that can give Immediate spark for my God, he has survived for stage cancer and it is into so you know it gives them incredible support, incredible, incredible help. That yes, I mean, if something happens to me or already happening to me, I am going to survive as well. That is number one. Number two, my voice. Yes, my voice doesn't have emotions, but you know what I enjoy juggling with the words and I make sure that all whatever I try to deliver I would say I'm humble to deliver I do my best that it goes straight in their head and they realize that yes imagine this man is white lots of natural speaking ability speaking so much 
with courage, with confidence, with dedication, and Sara, remember, believe me, everyone I have come across in this life and whoever has supported me, even smallest way, I have expressed gratitude because, you know, I mean, I would be nothing without those individuals. So that, so that means, you know, important. I mean, yes, emotions are important, but at the same time, you know, what words you are using, that is important. I mean, imagine a song. I mean, one song you may like, another song you may not like, but the song which you like, the lyrics, apart from music, background music, everything, the word from music, words, the lyrics are important. And for me, music is close to my heart. And at times, I'm, I'm listening to some of the particular songs 20 times in a row. So that, but you know, here again, there is a catch. I don't listen to the songs. I follow the lyrics. I follow the lyrics. And when you start following the lyrics for important mindset hormones or feeling good hormones, they get the, the you get all as a gnome, all as a rap. And then, I mean, life can be magnificent, fabulous, fascinating, cheerful, smiling, whatever you would like to describe as. Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, there's some very good points there. I mean, there's one thing that I would disagree with. I'll tell you that in a minute. So absolutely, when you come on stage with that opening, that's what I call a lightning bolt opening. Your audience is immediately leaning in because they're like, wow, you know, cancer is such a big thing for most people that that's that's definitely going to grab their attention. And the use of words, absolutely. And I, I there's two things that I wanted to say. So one thing I disagree with, uh, you said that your words reach their head and I would disagree with that I think that the way that you speak and the things that you say touch people's hearts and I think that that's actually more powerful than touching their heads so that's the disagreement and then the third thing that I would say is one thing that you have that a lot of speakers have to learn or don't have is this energy this passion and this purpose and because you have and the personality which is the things that I speak about it comes through regardless of whether you have a different voice, those things shine through. And I think those also work to get your message to land. So that's what I see when I look at, you know, my experience of you so far, those things shine through. Yes, Sarah, I agree with you. But you know what? Sometime during interviews, I'm, I'm rather super excited. And uh, there are all finding good possibilities, chances that, you know, I may not be able to use proper words. But yes, I agree with you only that when when I speak, my intention is touching to the core of the art, to the audience and not it. Yes, I agree with you absolutely, <laughs> un- unconditionally, not, no doubt about it. But then, you know, at times, I mean, if you are excited, uh, there are all good possibilities that you miss out the proper one. And uh, Sarah, one thing I would like to add here, because you mentioned about audience, speaking, speaking, etc. You know what, Sarah? Usually when people is getting on coming close to the age of 60, they intend to opt for a retirement. That okay, I work enough. Now I want to slow down the sand. And, you know, I want to, uh, want to enjoy my life, the rest of the life with the family. My situation is different today. I'm 7-0, but there is absolutely no reason, no commitment to retire. And you know what? When people at 60 start getting slowed down, I have managed, I could manage to shift my life from first gear to the top gear on the fourth lane. The one other the express lane where I can drive at 700 miles an hour. You know why? Because I know for sure that I am not going to live for another 70 years at all. So I know whatever, whatever years I am going to live, I want to make use of every single day. I want to deliver everything to my best. And 
there is my dream that as a stage 4 Google Board Cancer Survivor with a distinctly audible, unique voice. I want to live on legacy as a Shmanikshah, not in India, but world over. And that's my dream. Uh, that's my passion. And I would say that's my relentless search. And it is God's grace. I want to be unstoppable by all means. Wow. I, that was my, my next question was, you're now 70. Have you got any plans to slow down? Well, I think that's that's answered that one. Um, you're in the fast lane going going uh, 100 miles an hour. So I don't think so. <laughs> that's brilliant. Now, listen, I have I want to say thank you for sharing your story with me. I have some standard questions that I that I ask everyone on the show. And so my first question is, what has speaking done for you? What's the best thing that speaking has done for you? Well, before I got diagnosed with the cancer, I was hunted person, family man, businessman, introvert. Now, for me, after cancer with this unique voice, I'm on the other side of the coin. I am. I have been connected with number of people globally. So, you know, getting engaged, speaking with them, learning with them, inspiring them, motivating them. And yes, I mean, I enjoy speaking about sales because, I mean, you might have the best quality product, but, you know, if you don't have a hard to sell, the product is useless. So I speak about a lot about selling the product. So sales speech is that one of the categories I enjoy talking about. And then leading quality life with the courage. You know what? Courage is the first step to accomplish your dream, your goals. And I am fortunate to talk much about courage out of my own experience, out of my own advice, and so on. And Shana, I would like to show you one poster. Now, of course, there are some eight days left, but uh, it, it won't be out of place to show you now. Okay. Oh, brilliant. 26th anniversary, celebrating life as a CA larynx vocal cord cancer survivor. 5th of September, 1997. Wow, that's brilliant, Shrenik. 9,132nd day. Brilliant. That's amazing. That's amazing. We'll put a link uh, to your website so people can go and check that out as well. That's amazing. So good. So good. Now, second question. Have you ever had a bad speaking gig where you're like, oh, my goodness, that was terrible. I, I just want to park that one in the memory and forget about it. Fortunately, no. And you know, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> fortunately, no. And you know why? Probably sometime for the people... It is difficult to believe, but I do believe because I am I'm meditating and um, well, that is how I am connected. But when I start speaking, giving interview, podcast, public speaking, whatever, I feel like Vrindavan, the, the land of Lord Krishna. And when I am in the land of Lord Krishna, I feel that I am evidently blessed surrounded by Lord Krishna's blessings. So, you know, believe me, I'm a spontaneous speaker. Believe me, Sarah, I'm not an engineer, but I enjoy building bridges between head, heart, and gut in the countless life of the people worldwide through my talks, my mentoring, advocacy, counseling, whatever you say. So, I mean, believe me, I, I, I never never have to prepare myself uh, for doing interview or delivering talks. It is here again, it is all Lord Krishna's blessings, that's it. And uh, I'm not saying I am doing this, probably I think God has given me an opportunity as a messenger to deliver whatever he wants me to. So I am just a catalyst nothing more than a catalyst that's brilliant now i and, and i i resonate with that you know i often talk to people about trusting and letting go and that the right words will come and being a vehicle for the message and those things that's brilliant okay next question 
what's the book that you've read that's had most impact on your life and why? Uh, I want to be very frank and honest. I believe the topics which are not told in any premier universities or not expressed in the books, these are or these are these are these clubs I am learning out of my university of experiences. I tell you, you know what? I mean, if you are reading a book or watching a movie, yes, you can remember. I mean, you can understand for a while, but you know, you cannot memorize everything all the way. You have to underline, and you know, sometimes you don't have time to read and quote from the book, etc. So usually, I prefer to use my own experiences while talking. To be honest, this is the reality of my life. I mean, I I prefer not to share anything which is uh, any possibility, and I I always remain to be committed to what I am talking about and what I want to always deliver. Okay, cool. So so learning from the tapestry of life rather than from books. Okay, cool. What's the best bit of business advice you've ever had and why? Wonderful question. Start troubleshooting the problem. Don't keep on analyzing the problem. May I share altogether a different example, Sarah? Absolutely, go for it. To this question, imagine a page bowler is bowling to a wonderful cricketer and the page bowler, his intention is bold, meant to bold out the batsman with the first click. So he may try to smell a bouncer. Now there is a catch on the part of batsman. He has to use his head, his eyes, his body, his experience, his expertise. Now it is a choice with the batsman whether he wanted to get pulled out or to convert to transform that bouncer into the six. So same with the same with the case with problems, same with the case with troubles, challenges, whatever. How best, how meticulously you transform such challenges into six and you become a batsman with this hundred runs to your credit. So same formula applies even in business. Yes, and one more thing I would like to add here that at times the strategies are made, but after strategies are made, if these strategies remain on a paper or on a laptop or a mobile phone, it's going to remain strategies. So you have to convert strategies into action and then and then you know you get the results then yes at times people are i mean multitasking i mean number of activities but you know sometimes they forget that uh, while being in a multitasking they might jump from one to the other and at at at, at times you forget what was your original goal and you are lost and once you are lost you get frustrated and then you will drop things so important thing is being laser focused, laser laser focused with courage, confidence, and that's it. Excellent. I love a cricket analogy. Now, for for our American listeners, kind of similar to baseball. If you don't know cricket, it's similar to baseball. Yes. But yes. when you, you get a curve pitch, and you could either get be struck out. Or you can take that pitch Thank and you. turn it into a, a yeah home run. So, yes, but yes. yeah, that's brilliant. I love that analogy. That's excellent. Okay, final uh, standard question: If you could have one mentor, and they can be alive or dead, fictional or non-fictional, who would you choose and why? Well, for me, as of now, there's only one mentor. And that's my cancer surgeon, Dr. Kultum Patel from SSD Cancer Game, who was my savior back in 1987. And believe me, Sarah, whatever I am today, that's because of him. Had he not performed, me, meticulously, I would have not survived. 
Eddie not suggested to use this electronic device. I would not be speaking in front of you. And you know what? One more thing here I would like to add. Sorry, I forgot to add this during our conversation. Sarah, imagine you want to talk. I mean, you are one of the best speaker interviewed. And uh, for no reason, the natural voices not coming out. What would be trauma, frustration, depression, anger, whatever. And Sarah, believe me, this is the life I am living for last 25 years. No voice, nature voices coming out. And this is going to be the reality all my life. But with this unique voice, imagine what courage do I need to stand out in this world, in this vast space of the world where there are countless wonderful dear intellectuals as a mentor, thought leaders, coach, speakers, politicians, so many. So believe me, this is incredible privilege, incredible grace from the Almighty. I am super glad, super excited, super happy with with this unique voice. And I am committed to deliver everything to my best ability ever. That's brilliant. And of course, he was also the one in 2011 that asked you to come and speak to the patient and started you on that journey too. So he's had a big impact on your life in multiple ways. That's brilliant. Well, listen, Shrenik, thank you so, so much for coming on the Speaking Club and sharing your journey. I have one more question to ask you. If there's one thing you want the audience to take away from this interview, what would that one thing be? I believe only, no, I would suggest not one, but two. And there is a reason. Number one is courage. Unless you don't have courage, you cannot take steps forward. Unless you don't have courage to take action, you cannot achieve, accomplish anything. And number two, connections and support from the individuals are far more greater than anything that more whoever has supported you in a small, medium or big way, be grateful to them, be grateful to them because you know help is help whether it is small or big. And with that help, you know, you can climb the ladder and you can reach to the peak of the Himalaya. And that's it. So be grateful to the people whoever you come across in their life. I said to someone unconditionally is the best ever prayer to the Almighty. You don't need to go to church. You don't need to go to temple. Just be grateful. That's it. Have courage and be grateful. Brilliant. That's amazing. Well, Shrenik, best of luck as you enter into this 26th year. Um, I know you've already touched thousands and thousands of people around the world with your story, with your unique voice. And I hope that you go on to touch many more in many different ways. And if anyone's looking to book an inspirational, motivational speaker, um, Shrenik would be a great choice, not just if you're looking for your audience to be more resilient uh, and and as you know as we face the inevitable challenges that are coming our way. But if you're a salesperson, imagine having no voice and still making a sale. So that would be uh, that would be a good booking, I think, for some salespeople too. But listen, thank you so much. Best of luck, Shrenik, and and I really appreciate your time. Sarah, I will leave two more minutes. One more point I would like to add here to your last question. We have been given a art, everything, you know, and we are using smartphone. We need to be smart for making the life of success to life of significance. This is the best way of giving back to the world. So from life of success to the life of significance. And once you enter in that particular zone, believe me, you will never require to live in a five-star or seven-star hotel. This enjoyment will be spectacular, fabulous, fascinating ever. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're more than welcome. Take care, Shrenik. There you go. I hope you enjoyed that. Shrenik really is like a wonderful ray of sunshine and so humble and grateful 
um, despite everything that's happened to him. He's a great role model and I hope that he's inspired you. If he can get up and speak, then so can you. And as ever, do go and say hi to him on LinkedIn. Check out his book and his resources. And if something he said resonated with you, then do message him and let him know. He loves to hear from people. He loves to meet new people. Um, and if you've been holding back on getting in front of an audience and, and Shrenik has inspired you to get over that, uh, or you've been holding back on leveling up your talk and using things like humor and stories and stuff, then I would be happy to help. I'm holding a masterclass in September and I'm going to share in that masterclass how to put a great signature talk together that's story-led and doesn't just inspire your audience but moves them to action. It's live and interactive and you can grab a space to work with me in that class for less than a few cups of coffee. Just head over to saraharcher.co.uk to grab your spot. Thank you so much for joining me as ever. And if you're a regular listener or you listen to the show for the first time and you love it, I'd be so grateful if you could take a couple of minutes and head over to ratethispodcast.com slash TSC and leave an honest rating or review for the show. And that, that's pretty much it from me. I will be back next week. In the meantime, you know what's coming next. I want you to go out, grab your life by the nuts, just like Shrenik and get cracking. Bye-bye. If you want to be more memorable and engaging when you talk, then you need to share more stories. Stories can help you better connect with your audience and their problems and get them leaning in more powerfully than anything else. And short, snackable stories are great to use in pitches, Facebook Lives, podcasts, videos, keynotes, webinars, blogs, in fact, everywhere to share your message and grow your business. The trouble is, that finding your snackable stories and confidently sharing them can feel like a struggle. And that struggle can slow you down or stop you in your tracks. But that's where my free snackable story challenge comes in. Over the course of just five days, I'm going to give you resources, training and coaching to help you find your authentic personal stories to share and build your skills and confidence in sharing them. Not only that, but the challenge will guide you towards a tangible result at the end and assets for you to use going forward. The next challenge is starting soon. So to grab your space, go to saraharcher.co.uk slash challenge right now.